7 o'clock with Tim Neighbors at a Q105 at a $200 score. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. The first band to make a return appearance at Tampa Stadium, Chicago. Spend March the 17th Sunday in the stadium with Chicago. 2 p.m. Sunday, March 17th. Chicago returns to Tampa Stadium with their all-new 1974 show. Tickets are $5 advance and $6 day of the show. Tickets are available at Tampa Stadium box office, noon till 6. Rasputin's Tampa, Stereo Tape Shop, Clearwater, and Newport Ritchie. Asylum Records, Sarasota. This time, the stage is next to the stand, so everyone can see and hear Chicago. Hey, this is Adam Ferrar from Top Gear, and you are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Turn it up. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hi, this is Jay Leno, and you're listening to my favorite, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. Running your computers in Google, Tantalk1340.com. You can see us. Really, truly, honestly, live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater at our home base studio, WTAN AM thirteen forty is our call signs, our call letters, I guess. Anyway, hey, be sure and check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. We still have a few T-shirts left, so check out our our our, our stuffs page. Slow down, Robert. Talk clearly, you know the other. Hey, I got my buddy breathe sitting in, in with me today. Out. I got Al, Alan sitting in. Hi, you doing today? Breathe in, breathe, breathe out. out. Yeah. yeah, slow, count to ten, that type right. of deal. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, you know what? This is just one mad week and past. Actually, last week was crazy. This week's crazy. I mean, just all kinds of car stuff going on. Just let me get you guys give you again. Let me give you guys an idea, Alan. This is just crazy. Think about this. Last weekend in Vegas. Okay, so started out. This was last Friday. Friday a week ago. Okay, they had the the Mika Auctions is doing the motorcycle. They bought out I think Mid America Motorcycle Auctions or something like that. So they did the motorcycle auctions last weekend in Vegas. On Saturday a week ago, they had Saturday Sunday they had at Silver Springs they had the Ford Mustang Roundup thingy. Okay, then also the Porsche Club here, the local state Florida owners group Fog, uh, they had their Porsche thing down in Bradenton. So that was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then Sunday in Phoenix, which was the kickoff, which is the first time they've ever actually had their inaugural. It's called the Arizona Concourse d'Elegance. Okay, 
that was an amazing event. I got to tell you, I was there, fortunate to be out there. Um, and it was just crazy because the cars, the caliber of the cars were every bit as good as anything you'd see at Pebble Beach or anything you might find at uh, at uh, Amelia Island. Okay, so now, then Monday starts the preview of Bear Jackson. In the evening, they had the gala party. Okay, <laughs> Matter of fact, Brett Michaels was there, and he was the lead uh, lead in or the, the key entertainment for that evening. Okay, and then Tuesday, all hell breaks loose because Bear Jackson's doing her thing. Um, and then, of course, Wednesday, Russo and Steel starts their auction. Thursday is Silver's and Bonham's. Then you have RM, and then you have Gooding on Friday, Gooding on Saturday. Meanwhile, Barrett and Russo are running neck and neck. Barrett had something like uh, 1,200, 1,300 cars. Russo had something like 700-plus cars. Okay, and then last Friday also, Megum starts in Kissimmee. Okay, it's going on for 10 days, 3,000 cars. For like nine, ten days. That's going on right now as we speak. Okay. Everyone's going to be bored. No one's going to be their last day of the year. I don't know. Period. I mean, it yeah. was just, it, it was, it's just absolutely crazy. Hey, matter of fact, you know what we need to do, uh, Cedric? Hey, Cedric, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. What do we need to do? We need to key up our radio giveaway song, you know, da 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 da, you know, because I got a radio giveaway oh, to give up here. So see if you can find it. I didn't yeah. realize we, we had. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we got yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. <laughs> you guys can eat jerky. <laughs> okay, no, no more coffee. <laughs> no more coffee. I am losing it. There's just here, too much coffee. Have, have some dip. Have some dip. Okay. Anyway, so you got Meekums going on. That's going on all this week. Okay. Then you've got. This weekend, what else we got? On Sunday, we have the Devereaux Kaiser Show. That's down in Long uh, Lakewood Ranch, I believe, down there off 70 in Sarasota. Okay, that's a tradition. It's been going on for 30, 40 years. Okay, then you've got the 24-hour race, which is this weekend, which kicks off actually tomorrow, Thursday. Okay, then you've got uh, the Cavalino, which is the big Ferrari thing in Palm Beach. I think that's going on. Then you've got the Mar-a-Largo. You know, that's the, you know, the Woolworth Estate down there. They have a, yeah. an amazing concourse down there. Um I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, it's that's a lot of stuff. I'm going to bring my Buick. You're going to be. It's bring got your lots Buick. of doors and it's got a, it's a four holer. It's a four. Hey, you know what? It's time for our radio giveaway. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have a giveaway. So if you want to give us a call here at the studio, seven two seven four four one three thousand. That's seven two seven four four one three thousand. I have now. Let me, let me let me preface by saying. I don't want the usual callers calling in. Hey, you just, want some beef jerky? Just, yeah, and cookies, man. I we want some free prizes. I want milk and cookies. I want car guys to call in because I have tickets to Meekums. Okay, I have a pair of tickets. These are 20 bucks a piece. That's $40 worth of tickets. So, the call? 10th caller, the 10th caller, okay, give us a call here at the studio. That's, uh, you're calling Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert, and I've got Alan sitting in with me, and of course I've got Cedric on the other end of the, uh, the microphone I'm there. I'm not Cedric, I'm Special Rob. <laughs> you're Special Rob. But give us a call here at the studio, 727-441-3000, and you too can participate in this week's amazing auction in... Orlando. Actually, it's Kissimmee, okay? Yeah, Kissimmee. 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 That's what everybody used to Yankees always go, Kissimmee is Kissimmee. Kissimmee. Kissimmee story. <laughs> okay. Anyway, phones are ringing. I can see the things uh, lighting up over there, so we definitely have some winners. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what. Since I have more than one set, I will give away two sets. How about that? All right? So we got one set just, just went away. Probably have another caller. We're going to be generous tonight. We're going to be nice. But anyway, so so not only did, is all this stuff going on, but here's what's going on in, next month. You've got Amelia Island coming up the first weekend in March. You've got Moultrie, 
which is a swap meet in, in Georgia. You've got Zephyr Hills coming up. You've got Sumter County coming up. You've got uh, Daytona coming up again, their big swap meet. That's just a lot of stuff. And then, of course, there's this website. I think it's called FloridaCarShows.com or something like that. You can Google that. And it gives you all the other stuff that's going on that I don't even get a chance to go to because there's just too much stuff. You know, of course, every Thursday we have down here in our own backyard, we have Quaker Steak and Lou. But anyways, so Alan, how you doing? Oh, pretty good today. Did yeah. you get... Did I, you, I just got sucked in here. I just stopped by. The well, yeah, yeah. I want to thank audio files. Yeah, 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 yeah. Says, You're going to be on the microphone and I'm tired, so... Hey, this is this is as good as it gets. Well, here let me let me tell the listeners too, because Alan actually just stopped in to bring us some and thank you very much for those cool little clips. He brought us some vintage clips of some of the old radio stations. I'll let you explain it. Okay. Well, back in the day, whenever that was, I just recorded forty the, plus years ago. Yeah, right. A real real tape player, so I just record the radio stations, you know, real time. Now, you when know. you said real real tape player, you mean to explain to me it's real to real? Yeah, mag- <laughs> magnetic tape. It's analog, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. and they even got tubes in them too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I recorded that stuff. It's just been laying around forever. So I dug it out because Robert's show is nostalgic radio and cars. Yes. I haven't heard any radio, so I figured I'd kick in a little bit. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. And so anyway, I've been putting the stuff on the computer file thing. So, wow. <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah. Now, we got some other stuff coming up later in the show, don't we? Yeah. A couple more. Yeah. Okay, super. Well, anyway, so that's all the cool stuff that's going on. And uh, you know what? i got to tell you, and I just coming back from uh, Scottsdale last week, Alan. You know, now, now, typically, I go to all the auctions. There's six auctions over there. Right. But this time, I only went to five of them. So I had to knock one out because so you I, ran out of money. No, 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 no. Because my cousin lives out there, so I get a, yeah. I get a kind of a free ride type yeah. deal. But but uh, but but then I take them to all the shows with me and stuff. And of course, on Saturday they have this big giant car show that makes anything that we have here look like Nothing. a dwarf car show. Yeah, yeah. it's called. It's at the uh, at a shopping center called the Pavilion, and a thousand better cars. In fact, the amount of cars that show up at the Pavilion, and it's actually a weekly thing. But this yeah. particular week, when they have the Scottsdale Auction Week. Uh, more than more than usual show up, but that particular car show has more cars than the Devereux Kaiser show show up, which is this weekend in uh, in in Sarasota. It's Devereux Kaiser show for those of you if you want to Google it on, on the internet, and that has a thousand plus cars. Okay, so this one in Scottsdale like dwarfs that. So there had to be probably twelve thirteen hundred cars, and there's everything there, and it's foreign cars, it's sports cars, it's classics, it's pre wars, it's. Uh, Whatever if, you can think. Whatever you can think of. If you have to bring it in the wheelbarrow, it's there on the wheelbarrow, too. It's a, a rollback. They bring junk. They bring projects. They bring all kinds of stuff. The only thing it's not, it's not a swap meet. But you can't, it's, it's just packed. And I will be uploading some pictures um, from that event on my website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. But at any rate, um, the amount of cars that were out there this time was insane because – now think about this. You there can't was, even think about it. You no, there was imagine. less than three thousand cars between all the auctions, not counting what was at the uh, the car show. Now Meekum is probably about three four days longer, and they've got three thousand cars. They just got one auction. Just one. This auction. is one auction yeah. with three thousand cars. That was six auctions with about nineteen hundred cars, twenty two hundred cars. Well, let's yeah. just see. Twelve, thirteen. Let's see. Barrett had seven. I mean, uh, had about twelve, thirteen hundred cars. I think something like that. Russo had about six, seven hundred, and then there was about. 215, maybe 300 between uh, RM and Gooding. Bonham had another 60 or 70, and then Silver's had probably a couple hundred. Well, that's that's 2,500 plus cars probably, but this is 3,000 at one. 
Now, mind you, and the other thing I did too while I was out in, in Scottsdale, I'm sure all you guys know who Kevin Marty is. Kevin Marty's been a guest on the show, but Kevin Marty is the guy behind the Marty Report. So for all you Ford guys, if you need all your you know background information or your documentation on your mighty Fords, you would contact Kevin Marty. Well, anyway, Kevin lives on the other side of Phoenix. Now, Phoenix, from what I'm told, or that area, it's Maricopa County, is supposedly the fifth largest county, or Phoenix, I guess, is the fifth largest city in the United States now. It's huge, landmass-wise, population-wise. But I was in, let's say, northeast Scottsdale. So I'm pretty close to kind of like the end corner of Scottsdale, which is the northeast side. So to drive all the way over to Peoria, because now keep in mind, when people, and where the names originated was because a lot of people from Illinois either went to two places. They either went southeast to Florida or they went southwest to Arizona. And, of course, this little guy by the name of Webb, you know, as in Webb City. Right, Doc Webb. Yep. All right. Well, he built Sun City, and there's also a Sun City over here in Apollo Beach. So the same developer, same guy. And so that's this is Sun City East here in Florida on the other side of Tampa, and then you have Sun City West, which is in Arizona. So because a lot of people from Illinois and the Midwest showed up there, they have names like Peoria and so on. And then there's this little town you have to go through. It's called El Mirage, right? So then Peoria's on the other side of that. So that is a long, long, long way. My uncle moved there back in 1965, so I've been going there on and off for the last, God, that's 50-some-odd years. That's a long time. Anyway, so Kevin was way over there. It's an hour from where my cousin lives in Scottsdale. I didn't realize it was that far. And it's mostly interstate, too. But it's just it's just like you drive and you drive and you drive and you drive. So, But the thing that was cool is I took a lot of side roads. And never mind the auctions, because like I said, I usually go to the auctions. This time, I decided to drive around a little bit. And I was finding Mustangs. I was finding Triumphs. I was finding Volvos. No rust. I was finding no rust. You know, it's kind of like you want to explain to people, look, here you buy a Mustang body for 5000 bucks in, in Arizona, let's say, for example, a rust-free shell. Five grand for a rust-free, let's just say, six-cylinder nothing car. You buy the same turd here in Florida or someplace in the in the south here, uh, short of maybe Alabama. Well, no, Alabama's not so bad. Let's just say Georgia and Carolinas. They don't seem to rust. But you know, the the northern, the kind of the Rust Belt cars, but somehow they all managed to migrate down here. And then for some reason, they skipped yeah, those states. People from Illinois moved to Florida. And people from Illinois, and they bring their Mustangs with them, and obviously Michigan. But anyway, when they get to Florida, the cars tend to rot pretty bad. So what's a car with original floors worth? Because by the time you sit there and you put a set of floors on the car, you've got 2500 if you're a cut-rate guy versus 5000 if you're a thief to put a set of floors in it. Okay, And then, of course, you know how it goes in the body shops. They milk you, milk you, milk you, milk you. Oh, you need this, you need that. Though. Exactly. Yeah. And, then it, and, then, and then the caliber of work may or may not be up to snuff, as they say. Yeah, the car is sitting on three wheels. You can tip it yeah, like a table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, uh, but, but to pay a few extra bucks and get a car for 5000 bucks, and I know it's not always in somebody's budget, but at least you got a car to start yeah. with. All you got to do is just replace all the rubber stuff on that's it. it. Rubber and vinyl, big deal. That's, that's it, you yeah. know, and, uh, and mechanical. So you got a good car but uh anyway but the cars out there the domestic cars really you know the rare the rare you know the z28s the boss rear twos the shelby's and stuff like that they were doing okay they were they were holding their own the run of the mill stuff the cutlasses the chevelles the goats you know which is a lot of those the run of the mill ones you know they weren't bringing any money they were those, 25 35 000. cutlasses and goats and 70 and up they're like really good driver cars though. they're great driver cars yeah. exactly well, what have you owned back in the day did you have any of that kind of stuff or you I pretty had a much 69 a fairland cobra i've had like a i had an 82 z28 camaro which had no horsepower but it was best driving car i've had for how everything falls readily the hand comfortable seat steering wheels right tight ride not too tight no horsepower because it was that misfire 305 or whatever they call it what uh, uh, when did you have that car that was mid 80s 
Really? You got an yeah. 82 Camaro? That's yes. a third gen, right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah it was a T-top car. And, um, of course, T-tops leak, but they're easy to fix, you know? Yeah, big tube of silicone, right? Yeah, exactly. You fill, <laughs> up, the, you fill up the inside of the rubber, you know? Yeah. And um, car drove great, and I made money when I sold it, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Hey, we're going to go to maybe a commercial break and a song or two, and then we've got a special guest for you this evening. And then we're going to do, do this little interview, and then after the interview, Al and I are going to pick up where me we and do. the guest left off earlier, and what we were talking earlier, and then we're going to give you uh, our little synopsis on stuff, and then uh, kind of a closing. So uh, stick around, you tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and this is a little tune from some guy from New York. He used to be a cop at one point in time. He's a buddy-buddy of uh, Artie Fletcher, which uh, generally follows the Nostalgic Radio and Cars show. So Artie is over at the Eddie Money concert. So this is our tribute to Eddie Money, who's uh, live here where? Clearwater, downtown, or Ruth Eckert? Uh, no, he's here in downtown Clearwater playing at the Capitol. All right. So yeah. if you guys want to run over there after our show, of course, you can go listen to Eddie Money live. That's right. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hi, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you'd like to play golf, Magnolia Valley Golf Club is offering some specials this week. Give them a call up there at 727-847-2342. They have a 9-hole executive course, and they have an 18-hole par 72. And they've got great food on the 19th hole. So call my friend Pete at 727-847-2342. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars Wednesdays at 7 p.m. This is Bill Warner of the Amelia Island Concord Delegates, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, we're back. New tunes to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. And this gentleman needs no introduction. He is world-renowned. He has his own TV show on Velocity, Chasing Classic Cars. I'd like to welcome back our alumni guest, Wayne Carini. Wayne, how are you? I'm great. How are you tonight? Pretty good. So, hey, what do you think of Scottsdale? Scottsdale was cool. Um, lots of auctions, lots of cars, uh, visiting with some great friends, um, and uh, seeing some record prices uh, out there for, you know, for uh, 2014. It's amazing uh, what the car market is doing at the moment, whether you're into muscle cars or Ferraris or, or whatever it is, um, the market is on fire. So just give us a play-by-play. Now, there were six auctions going on in Scottsdale last week. There was RM, there was Gooding, there was Bonhams, there was Barrett, there was Russo, and there was Silvers. How many of them did you attend? I attended every one but Silver. So okay. um, uh, Silver is later during the week, and so I didn't go to Mitch's auction, but uh, I'd love to go there sometime. Sometimes he's, he's got some great and unusual cars uh, that you don't see at the other auctions. So it is a good event. Um the uh, Barrett-Jackson event is just so huge, and um, it's such a, an event in itself. It's almost like going to the Super Bowl. Um, uh, I, I walked in, and uh, I get bombarded with people, and so it's very difficult for me to walk around that auction. But I went there to visit my really great friend, Don Perdome, who was selling his drag race cars and his transporter, and visited with him for a while. But it is an amazing event, Barrett-Jackson. Um, it's it's something that uh, it's it's its own animal. What do you think this year? They got a brand new building. I mean, it was laid out amazingly well. I mean, you know, you, you walk right in. You have uh, you know the, obviously the corridor with all the displays. You know the vendors, and then of course you have the the big uh, stage up front, and then to the right that just goes for like endless. You know, they incorporated all those tents, and there's just a 
an amazing field of cars. It was just uh, incredible. Plus, the bull riding. Did you happen to see the bull riding that was going on this year? I did, I did not. You know, you need you need at least four to five days to, to see everything there and to take it all in. Um, I was there for about two and a half hours, so unfortunately, I didn't I didn't get to, to see a fraction of what the place is all about. I think you could fit probably two aircraft carriers in that building. It's so huge. It was um, it, it's it's a monstrous event, and and it's it's a great event and great for our hobby. Let me ask you this. You, you mentioned uh, Don Perdome and, of course, McEwen's cars, the Hot Wheels uh, race cars were there, and they brought just a little over a million dollars. Were you there when the cars went across the block? I was not. Unfortunately, right before Dom uh, drove the cars onto the block and, and his he drove one of the funny cars up, um, unfortunately, I had a filming commitment, and I had to go to one of the other auctions for that filming commitment, so... Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't I couldn't see that action happen. But uh, we talked afterwards. It was, he said how exciting the whole process was, and he was he was very grateful for what happened. Now the cars brought what a little over a million dollars, right? The whole set. Yeah, Rick Hendrick ended up buying the cars for a little over a million uh, after the auction. Uh, you know, it didn't didn't do it at, at, at the hammer, but yet um, a few minutes later, I understand the deal happened, and, and it's great to see that Rick Hendrick's got those cars, and they'll be preserved for history. Well, that's amazing because Rick Hendricks is actually building this enormous museum up there in Charlotte, right? And that's where a lot of those yeah, cars I mean, will wind up. Yeah, that's that, that's that's you know uh, that's going to be a wonderful thing too to see NASCAR drag racing. Rick's into a little bit of everything uh, as far as the automobiles go. So I imagine when it's done, that's going to be one of the best museums in the country. Did you think that they should have brought a little bit more? What was Don's? I mean, you talked to him after the show. What was what was what feeling did you get from him? Well, what it is is, you know, when you're selling a race car, it's a very difficult thing to sell. I mean, you know, it's got one purpose and one purpose only, and that's the race. And it's in, and it should be in a museum. So um, to tell the history, I mean, Don Perdome, one of the greatest drag race drivers to ever ever go down a quarter mile. Um, here's a guy that that uh, this show went across the country, and that's what it was. You know, we they went from drag race. Uh, uh, facility to one part of the country to the other, and every weekend they were racing each other. It was fun, but it was also a full time job. And and uh, but as Don is is uh, uh, retired now, he can enjoy it all that much more because he's enjoying the celebrity status of, of you know people remembering his great feats of of the Tommy Ivo car. Imagine that. I saw it, sat in that car a couple of years ago at Amelia Island and see all those four Buick engines with the pipes coming back. And I four-wheel drive. I said, how did you drive this? He says, I don't know. I pointed it straight. I prayed like hell. And when I got to about the eighth of a mile, I could actually see. Other than that, it was just smoke coming at me from the front tires. So these were pioneers in, in, in drag racing, uh, these guys. And, and Don was, was the tops of his field. Well, you know, I think you said it well. You know, like you said, this Trickley, uh, like you said, it's a museum piece, you know. And, and again, it has kind of a limited market, fair to say? Yeah, it's a limited market. It's unfortunately, uh, it's a museum piece. I mean, uh, nostalgic drags are coming back, and it's great to have those things out, show people what they could really do. I don't know if you've ever really been to a, a NHRA drag event, but today, I mean, you know, like John Forrest, one of my idols, uh, you know, in drag racing, here's a guy that, has done everything for drag racing, but to go to an event, um, it's nothing like it. To feel the vibration uh, of those engines and all that power, it's just an astonishing feat, um, you know, to go down the, the quarter mile that fast. 
it's an amazing thing. And then to see John Force jump out of the car with all that energy, you know, and talking about his hot rod, it's a show. It really is, and, and it's fantastic. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, let's talk about uh, what, let's talk about Bonhams because Bonhams had what about sixty, seventy cars, something like that. And it was just a really Bonham's nice little venue. Bonham's a collection this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonham's in the United States is improving every year. Um, they do a great job. They drop their um, their uh, buyers uh, percentage. So they used to be at 17.5%. Now they're at 10 like everyone else. So that's improving uh, the amount of cars that they get, the quality of the cars that they get. Um, and and they, they had a really great sale. It's on Thursday, which is kind of a, a, a transition day. And sometimes you don't get everyone in town on uh, Thursday, but uh, but uh, it's it's a great sale. Now, do you get you? What time do you usually get to, uh, or what day should I say? Do you generally get into uh, uh, Phoenix Scottsdale area for the? Uh, I try I try to get in at, at about noon on um, on Wednesday so that I can you know get prepared for Thursday. But Thursday I usually have some uh, some big commitments. I do a lot of things for Haggerty Collector Car Insurance, and we have a we have a. Uh, a seminar usually on Thursday, and so it's finish the seminar, try to break to the car and run over to Bottoms to be part of that scene, and then run over to RM and be part of that scene, and and the RM sale is on Thursday evening and Friday evening, and then, of course, you got the Gooding Friday during the day and, and Saturday during the day. you got Barrett Jackson going on, um, Russo and Steele uh, all day and into the evening, Um so I mean, we filmed it uh, this year at RM, Gooding, and Russo and Steel, and uh, you'll see some of those uh, segments this coming fall on our show. Um, so you missed the inaugural Phoenix or Arizona Concours on Sunday at the uh, Biltmore. I did. I was asked to be actually the uh, Grand Marshal, and, and unfortunately, um, I can't do everything. Right. It's an unfortunate thing. I can't be everywhere every minute. Uh, um, I'm, you know, I, I try to make as much time for my family as possible. Mm-hmm. So being away, uh, I, I went to Scottsdale last week. Uh, I just was in Kansas, uh, yesterday buying a collection of cars. I'm here in Florida this evening, uh, filming some commercials tomorrow for auto geek. Um, here in Stewart, Florida. And, uh, then I'm off to the Cavalino event. Um, I think I might squeeze in a little uh, uh, Mika Auto auction tomorrow evening after I f- uh, film the commercials. And then Cavalino on Saturday um, and Mar-a-Lago Concours on Sunday. And then I fly home and go back to work if they if they let me still paint some cars for them. Jeez, you know, now stop and think about what you just mentioned. So you've got Meekums, you've got the Cavalino, you've got the Mar-a-Lago, you've got Daytona 24-hour race going on this weekend, you've got the Devereux Kaiser Show. All this stuff is going on here in the next three, four days. It's overwhelming, isn't it, Wayne? It is. You know, you don't have enough time to do it all. Um, I remember coming down here probably 10 years ago and trying to fit everything in. And I remember the, the, the Bush uh, clash was up at Daytona in the 24-hour race. I've actually been to the Cavalino show, showing cars on Saturday and, and going to the uh, going to the 24-hour race and sitting in the stands at like 2 or 3 in the morning so that I could take that all in. That's a long drive from down here, uh, Palm Beach up to Daytona, and then driving back at 3 o'clock in the morning so I could show a car. I mean, you know, just, you, once you get this automobile bug and racing bug, uh, you'll do anything to make sure that you see the races and go to the shows. <laughs> Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, let me ask you this. Are you kind of a road racer, drag racer, stock car guy? Uh, let me guess. You're probably a road race kind of guy, right? 
I like I like everything. Okay, I like everything. Um, I wasn't into NASCAR too much until Dale Earnhardt uh, uh, came on the scene, and I they were going at 200 miles an hour down the straightaway at Daytona and banging into each other. That got my attention. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you've ever traveled at 150 miles an hour or 175, and I have uh, not plenty of times, but several times, it's a different feeling. It's a different world. And to know that these guys are driving at 200, 210 going down the straightaway, and just to even do that by yourself, it's one thing, but then to be drafting and banging into each other, those guys just have nerves of steel. And then, of course, Formula One has been something that I've, I've followed for years. Um, you know, I do some road racing myself. And drag racing, I grew up at Connecticut Dragway, seeing all the great cars, and, and just at the be- beginning of the of the funny car era, when there were really altered cars with some strange fiberglass bodies on them. Um, uh, I like any type of racing at all. I mean, I just love it. That's great. That's great. Well, let me ask you this. Let's, uh, you mentioned racing. So do you do a little vintage racing? I do. I do some uh, vintage uh, racing. I do some hill climbs. Okay. I love hill climbs. Um, so I've been doing that a little bit recently. Um, I just sold my Tejero, uh race car um recently and uh, worth a lot of money and i and and i was out at the pittsburgh grand prix and almost got collided into so i decided to to get rid of that and i uh, bought a nice little triumph race car not worth a hell of a lot of money but uh, well prepared and I, I think i'll probably have just as much fun in that car as is a very expensive race car now the tejero is that jaguar based if i remember correctly no, this this one was a Coventry Climax, okay. uh, one and a half liter, just just a just a great little engine, um, fifteen hundred cc. The car originally came with a twelve hundred, but one of the most beautiful uh, race cars of the era back in the in the fifties. And uh, Tejero was was very successful with Jaguar powered cars also, but this okay. was a small displacement car I had. Okay, um, let's jump back to uh, Scottsdale. Did you have anything you were selling this year? I did. I sold three cars. Okay. Um, I did. I did very well with two, and not so well with the other. But uh, sometimes I buy things uh, with my heart and not my brain. And so uh, I bought a Stutz touring car, which was on one of our shows, and I just fell in love with this car. It's its originality and uh, you know its look. And then um, I thought that it would really go off the charts as far as you know people wanting it and paying a lot of money for it. And I just about broke even with that car. Uh, but then I bought a 911E Targa with 5,000 original miles on it. Did very well with that at RM, and I had a Jaguar Mark II sedan, which I did okay with too. So I just look at the whole weekend. You know, if you're selling three cars and and you do really well with one and okay with the other, and then the other one not so good. Well, it's it's still a good weekend. You know, Wayne, that's one thing I like about your show, you know, and, and you're that way, too. It's you're, you're genuine. Your show is genuine. Because the fact of the matter is, is we don't always make money on these cars. We do. We are overcome with emotions when we when we buy a car from time to time. And we get lucky we make some money on it. And if not, you know, we've got something we kind of like anyway. Well, we're doing, it, we're doing it for the love of the car and for the passion of what we have. You know, it's, it's so exciting to go and... And, and find these cars, and we're, that's what I'm doing it for. It's not so much the sale of the car. Hey, the sale of the car, that's really great, and that means I can go out and I can do it again, and I can buy more cars and have more excitement. But in the end, it's not about the finances. It's about the passion, and, and that's that's the key to the whole thing. And it's about meeting people and talking to them and finding out the history of their family and the history of the car. 
Um, I got the best job in the world. You know, I get to meet some great people. And, and we were just in Kansas, and, and I didn't know this guy at all. Uh, I was on the tarmac in Chicago being, being pushed away from the gate, and he sent me a picture of these cars he had. Um, I called him you know, and got in trouble on the airplane for talking when I wasn't supposed to. And uh, five days later, I'm in Kansas, you know, buying his cars. That's the kind of excitement that goes on and, and when you're a real car chaser. And uh, it, it's, I'm lucky that I'm able to bring bring everybody else in the country and all over the world for that ride. Tell us about some of the cars. I mean, can you disclose what you bought? I will not. Okay. So uh, <laughs> you have to see, you have to wait till the fall to see it. Uh, okay. We have uh, we uh, we have our hundredth episode uh, airing on. I believe it's February seventeenth on Velocity. Uh-huh. Clock. Um, uh, one hundred episodes. Who would ever think that uh, six years ago, going on seven years now, that that we would ever have a hundred episodes? I mean. In television, you're lucky if you last at two years. Maybe you get three seasons out of it. We've had 100 episodes. Um, we have 26 more episodes uh, coming up this season. Uh, and then um, we're negotiating for a new five-year contract with the network. So um, as, if everybody can put up with us, uh, and I can still keep finding cars, uh, this will be pretty exciting. That's super. Now let's let's talk about the market a little bit. Do you feel, and uh, I was at a number of the media um, conferences. By the way, I was also at the Penske Museum when you guys were doing the uh, Haggerty um, uh, 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 forum that you had on uh, yeah, Thursday morning. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That was good. That was good. Um, yeah. But do you, do you and like Dave Kinney and those guys and Colin, do you think that because of all these auctions that are going on, do you think that's kind of saturating the market a little bit? Do you think it's just a little overdone with auctions? Well, I mean, there's a lot of auctions. Um, what's interesting is we're seeing a lot of cars that none of us probably would have seen unless mm-hmm. the auctions were happening. So it's bringing new cars to the marketplace. Whether it's saturated or not, we all say that, oh, my God, how can there be that many people to buy that many cars? But you know what? At the end of the day, um, all the cars, or 90% of the cars at least, seem to go away to new owners. And, and and most of the time they go away for record prices. The world is is in, in car heaven at the moment. Um, people love automobiles, and they're seeing. It's it's unlike the last time that this happened when everybody got so excited and the car market went crazy and the prices were so overinflated um, that it wasn't a real true market. There were people involved with cars that really had no business being involved with cars. But now we find the people that are buying the cars are true collectors and true enthusiasts. And so, therefore, it's a different market. The only thing is is that we've grown in the number of enthusiasts uh, that are out there, and there's only so many cars to go around. There's so many, only so many vintage cars out there. Um, and so, therefore, it's becoming a, a, a seller's market right now, um, but people shouldn't be um, uh, back up in, in their thoughts of buying a car because you always say, oh, that's too much money. You know what? In another year, I can buy that for less. I don't think that's happening. I think that the cars will continue to rise in value. They're aesthetically pleasing. That's something that I always tell my clients. It's a great investment because you can go out in your garage at any time with a glass of wine. You can look and be astonished as to what that piece of art is that's sitting in your garage. You can drive it. And then if the stock market or the economy crashes totally, you still can go out in the garage. You may be drinking a beer, <laughs> not that glass of wine, but you're still able to enjoy your automobile. Um, and no matter what the economy is doing. So 
I always say buy the car that you love, not the car that makes sense financially that you think is going to make a ton of money because when and if the market crashes, and it's going to, it always does. There's peaks and valleys constantly in, in our economy and in the car business. But at least when it's on the downside, you're going to say, you know what, I still love that car. That's true. Now, let me ask you this. The Porsche market, for example, is crazy right now, particularly with 911s. The Ferrari market is insane, and it's kind of bringing up some of the other cars, too. So if you had to kind of speculate on what to buy, where would you go? What would you tell people? Well, you always buy cars that are low production. Okay. Um, you know, so so for instance, if uh, I think right now Ferrari 330 GTCs are, are, are like on the rise. They've they've increased in value 240 percent over the last three years, and people say, "Oh my God, it can't go anymore." Well, yes, it can because it's sub one million dollars, and that's where the market is right now. Is for vintage 12 cylinder Ferraris from the 60s. Most everything is is a million dollars. Uh, or more. Um, Lusso Ferraris, I sold one uh, uh, three years ago for $800,000. Actually, two years ago for $800,000. One just sold at RM the other night for $2.6 million, I think it was. The market will continue to rise. Um, buy the best cars you can, low production, the highest quality, and you'll never lose. Having said that about the 12-cylinder, front engine mounted Ferraris. What's your thoughts on the Dino? It doesn't even have a Cavalina. I mean, it's, it's, it just says Dino on it. It doesn't even say Ferrari. Really? Yeah. Well, it was designed by Ferrari. I mean, you know, the Dino's a great, great little car, mm-hmm. great car to drive. Aesthetically, it's just one of the best looking cars in the world, I think. Um, you know, I've, I've always had a Dino in my family. As a matter of fact, I dated my wife in a Dino. Okay. Um, we, you know, it's just, I think it's one of the nicest cars. And a lot of people apparently are agreeing with me because these are cars that were 50, 60 grand, 30 grand, and now they're three and $400,000. So that market is good. 308s, early 308 carbureted cars right now are on the rise. Really? Uh, because Dino prices, sure. I mean, you know, it's a, it all just go down the line and look and see what's what's the better cars to buy and carbureted cars and not GTSs, GTBs. Look at the numbers. They've made fewer GTBs, therefore buy a GTB. Okay. Well, I'd like it's to... all the numbers. I mean, it's like it's like Picasso paintings. How many Picassos, how many Renoirs are there in the world or how many other artists? Well, Renoirs and Picassos are good because the artist is good, but they're also more rare. How about the Ferrari, uh, the 69 and 70, 365 GTB 2 plus 2s? There's a 12 cylinder car. Great nice. car. Uh, 365 2 plus 2, also known as the Queen Mother because it's so yes. big. It's just a big boat. But the drive one is to enjoy that car. I mean, and maybe the aesthetics are not as pleasing because it's long and stretched out. But if you drive that car and listen to the exhaust note, that's enough to make you come back for more every time. So. Uh, I think that that's a great buy right now um, and a, a great car to drive. How about a, on the uh, domestic front? Domestic front, I mean, it all depends on what market you're in. It, it could be a market uh, where you're looking at muscle cars. Muscle cars are back on the rise. Um, they're not going to go as fast and as furious as, as we saw a few years ago, uh, and then the market crashed. You can't tell me that, a, you know, we talked about it the other day at the seminar that a, that a Hemi Cuda can be a 3 or $4 million car. It just it doesn't make any sense. But Z28 Camaros, I think, are, are coming back. Uh, I said in my seminar speech that Yanko Camaros, mm-hmm. 
here's a here's a guy Don Yanko that that uh, that asked Chevrolet to put a big motor in a car, and they said, "No, we're not going to do that." So he bought him, and he dropped his own 427 in the car. So it's a muscle car hot rod, you know, but with a with a brand name attached to it. So I think those are good. Shelby's any GT350 because it's such a good looking car and it's such a great driving car. And a, and then to have Shelby's name attached to it doesn't hurt either. So How those about- type of cars in the, in the muscle cars, um, I think is. is I think uh, Tornado Oldsmobiles are just like so overlooked because it's such a great accomplishment. We had our, our you know first front wheel drive car in many years, you know after Cords and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tornados, Cadillac Eldorados, '66 Buick Rivieras are gorgeous cars. So I mean, you got aesthetically pleasing. It's almost like the modern day classics. Those things. I, I just got an email. Somebody sent me an email inquiring about the. Mid sixties three thirty GT. You mentioned the GTCs, and obviously we saw the GTS that brought. What did that bring there? The one at Gooding, the barn find. Which one? Uh, the uh, three thirty GT GTS. Yeah, the spider. Yeah, the uh, barn find. Yeah, the it, brought, it brought one point eight million dollars with the hammer, so over two million dollars. Um, um, everything in. I mean, you know, I think it was one point eight or one point nine. Um, those are regularly two point two to two point five million dollar cars. Uh, they only made a hundred of them, so there we go. Back to limited production, twelve-cylinder yep. car, the three sixty-five GTS, which was the little bit bigger engine, but the same look. Mm-hmm. They only made twenty of those, and those are over three million dollars now. Again, going back to how many did they make? You know, um, so that's what it all comes down to. You know, thirty-four, uh, or I'm sorry, thirty-six GTOs. And now those are forty to fifty million dollars a piece. Ten two seventy five uh, Nart Spiders. Uh, we saw one sell for twenty seven and a half million dollars on our show at RM Auction. Uh, all the money going to charity. Fabulous thing. Uh, I know one guy that's got a, a very rare alloy body two seventy five Nart. He was offered forty five million and he turned it down. So Jeez. the market is crazy. Wow. Now, let, let's go back to that uh, 330 GTS. And, of course, there was a Gullwing there. There was also basically like a barn find survivor. Share your thoughts on so that. The, so the Gullwing sells for $1.7 million and a totally restored one sells for $1.2 million. Does this make any sense? Well, that's my point. I mean, uh, what do you do in a case like that? What 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 do you tell somebody? You're a professional. Tell the me. Guy that, the guy that bought those cars yeah. is a very savvy buyer, I think, Um I understand that he's going to put those cars in his garage and not do a thing with them. And in 20 years, he's going to look like a hero because there's going to be, again, back to the numbers, there's going to be every car is going to be a restored car in the world, and he's going to have some of the only unrestored versions of those cars in existence. Do you think that's a phenomenon and a fad right now, or do you truly believe that that's probably what people should do is when they find cars like this, leave them alone? Absolutely. Absolutely. All it takes is money. Anybody can spend money and restore a car. And I'm a restorer. And I, you know, it's, it's fine. I love restoring cars. But when it comes down to it, they're only, they're only original once. And you cannot duplicate or fabricate originality. Okay. And I got to ask you one more question because I know you're running out of time. But on one of your episodes, you found a barn find in a garage in an alley, a Lamborghini Mura. Okay, and I'm a huge Lamborghini guy. What happened to that car? Did you leave that car load, or did it get restored? Tell us the saga of that vehicle. Uh, you know, I'm still after that car. 
That belongs to the gentleman you saw on the show, and okay. unfortunately, it's the only thing in his life that keeps him going. Really? More people talk to him, and more people know about that car. I mean, I've gone to extremes to buy that car. Um, uh, I asked him if he'd ever seen my television show, and he said no, so I sent him some discs, and I bought him a DVD player, and I had a guy come in and plug it in, and he enjoyed it so much that he, he says, geez, I'd like to see more, so I bought him cable for a year. So that he could watch my TV show. Wow! Yeah, super. I still not, I still not can buy that car. I still can't buy the car. He told me there was only one person in the world that was going to buy that car, and it was Jay Leno. I got Jay on the phone with him, and I said, "Okay, if Jay Leno's the only guy, let's call him right now." He says, "Oh, you you don't know Jay Leno." I said, "I have his number right here. Let's call him." We called Jay, picked up. I said, "Jay, do you want to buy this Lamborghini?" He says, "Why do I want that? I've got I've got two of those things already. I don't need another one." He gets on the phone with the guy and tells him that. The guy hangs up. He says, was that really Jay Leno? I said, yeah. <laughs> he says, well, he doesn't want to buy the car. So why don't you sell it to me? Well, I'm, I'm still not sure I want to sell it. So, you know, that's what happens. We just try our best, and, uh, and, and patience is a virtue, and someday hopefully I'll end up with that car. Well, I wish you the best of luck if you do. We're going to have to definitely get you back on the radio show because I want you to finish telling the story about it. I know you got to run. I know you're going to hit all these events. And maybe I'll see you this weekend at Meekum Auction or maybe down to Cavalito. I'm not sure where I'm going to be. But uh, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes to uh, share some stories with us. Give us your thoughts on the car market. Tell us a little bit about uh, Scottsdale. Our guest this evening was Wayne Carini of Chasing Classy Cars. Wayne, good luck to you, and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Have a good night. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. So what do you think about that, Alan? I'm floored. I don't know what to say. All right, yeah. let's let's go back in time. Let's the go back to a Ferrari GTO is worth three quarters of its weight in gold. If you do the math, according to my math, I'm no mathematician. All right, break it down for our listeners here a little okay. bit. Well, okay, price of gold per ounce, 12, whatever. 13, 1400 Yeah, okay. You, you figure the GTO was weighs like twenty five hundred pounds or something. Yeah, let's just say three thousand. Two fifty short wheelbase. I mean, okay. skin anyway. You know, it's just a reskin car. You know, so don't yeah, don't tell me it's a different car and it's not. We know that. <laughs> we know that. But anyway, so if you do the math, according to my math. And I went to Dunedin High. <laughs> you can buy a Ferrari GTO for forty-five million, or the same amount of gold for sixty million. So, well, if, if I'm wrong, let me know. And now he just said that some of those cars are going to be pulling fifty, sixty yeah. million. So you just, I mean, what you do is you just do a gold finger. You trade gold bullion for a GTO, and you put it on a balance scale. <laughs> That's just mind-boggling. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like we were talking about the the sixty-nine seventy Ferrari three sixty-five GTB four, right? Or GTB two plus two. That's actually not a bad-looking car, and I. You know, they call it the Queen Mary or the it, Queen... It wouldn't be a GT 2 plus 2. A GTB was a Daytona. Because uh, a 2 plus 2 would be a, just a GT. Well, I'm... You know what? Yeah, you know, I, I can't remember, but let's put it this way. It's a okay. four-seater car. Right. It's a really cool car. I drove one once. Actually, yeah. I've driven a couple of them back in the day. They were very... Highway car. Highway car. They're right. not a handler. They're not quick. You don't go through a go-kart track with one no. of those. They're fast. They're just cool. They're like yeah. a you know, 150, Long-legged 160 car. Exactly. Get a highway gear in it, and they'll really go. Yeah. So anyway, hey, a big shout-out to a couple guys that I met while I was out in Scottsdale, Arizona. I met this guy by the name of Jim. He actually... I can't pronounce his last name, but this guy actually grew up with Jay Leno. Okay. He had pictures of him and Jay at the, uh, is it the Fountain Blue in, in Miami? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they were down there, so they went to school. He also has Jay Leno's 
cell phone number. Okay, <laughs> he's in the Porsches, and uh, so he was pretty cool. I bought a few little knickknacks from him. I met this other guy by the name of Brian. Brian, if you're listening, here's a big shout out to you. He also had a bunch of 356 stuff and some 911 stuff, and and then another guy I met his name was Jim also, and he had a bunch of 356 stuff. But I went kind of like you know pillaging around to some of these little places because this time you know like I said I've been to auctions before and I took a lot of extra time. Big shout out to my friend Pete Tan. Pete Tan's got a bunch of cool cars in his backyard, but I won't reveal what he has. But he's got some pretty neat stuff, and a lot of European stuff, some American stuff, but he's a restoration kind of guy, so he's got some pretty cool stuff. Kenny Berger, another good friend of mine out there in Scottsdale. And over the years, you know, I've been going there on and off doing the auction gig since 1989, so I've kind of cultivated these kind of relationships. So I see these guys when I go out there, and uh, you know, we kind of network a little bit. And it's funny because we can go there and buy cars, but they don't want anything we got here. They always ask, well, what do you have? What do you have out here? But they're so spoiled out there because just like I said earlier, their cars are rust-free. And... We don't have anything that's rust-free, you know? We just, we have, you know, a northern car, rust from the bottom up. A Florida car, rust from the top down. So pretty much they meet in the middle. If you live in, if you live in Cocoa Beach, it rusts from the inside out. And it rusts from the inside out, yeah. yeah. Hey, didn't you want to do a plug in your buddy's car show? Oh, yeah. There's a car show coming up March 22nd. Show and Shine Under the Oaks, presented by Lightning Racing Oil, sister company of Lightning Connecting Rods, at the St. Andrews Presbyterian Church in Dundee, at 705 Michigan Boulevard, so west of Pinehurst and east of Alternate 19, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's free, like I said, March 22nd on Saturday. Ta- dash plaques to the first 75 cars. The best of show gets a handmade trophy made at Lightning Connecting Rod Machine Shop. And they got a www thing, which is a lightningconnectingrods.com, spelled just like it sounds. Well, give Stacy and his brother a big uh, shout-out. Yeah, okay, Tell them who they are. Yeah, this is Stacy and Chris King, known him for uh, forever. And they just... They got a... Sp- the yeah, machine they make shop. These, yeah, the machine shop and like these connecting rods are designed. Tell them where they're at. And they're on 1630 Hercules, Unit A. Can't miss it. There's like a F-350 or something parked out front there. Put rear brakes on it at one time. That's <laughs> what I think it is. Anyway, and they do custom machine work. And like I say, it makes these connecting rods that won't stretch. If you got a high-speed, high-horsepower dragster, put those connecting rods in that car, and they will last and they have on they have a 526 cubic inch Hemi alcohol dragster. Mm-hmm. It runs in the alcohol class, obviously, and it's 3,500 horsepower. And they're going to be out racing this season when it comes up. Oh, really? Yeah, and it'll run about a 570 at 225 miles an hour, plus or minus, you know, depending on various factors, of course. You know. Gotcha. That reminds yeah. me. I think it's Wednesday, so it's testing tonight out here at Showtime. Also, okay. it's Rib Shack Wednesday, so, you know, for the greatest <laughs> ribs in town, don't forget to visit my friends over there at the Rib Shack Barbecue, 501 501-9090, 501-9090, sub-27 area code. That's over here in West Bay Drive in Largo. And, and a big howdy. And, uh, boy, I had one yesterday. You need to go there one time. But it's called Belladora's Pizza, okay? They're right off, right off Clearwater Lugger Road. Their number is 727-581-5000, 727-581-5000 for the best pizza in Pinellas County. So that's that's kind of a ritual. I'm kind of a beer pizza kind of guy. So we'll have to all go there. Matter of fact, one day what I might do is we might give them a call and have them just drop off a pizza and maybe throw a couple bottles of Heine in there for me and Cedric and Alan, whoever else is hanging around. What do you say to that, Cedric? He's uh, sitting there going, wait, 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 wait my earphones, my okay. earphones, where are my earphones, you know? Well, speaking of old GTOs, Ferrari GTOs, GTOs. of course. Yeah. When you, you, could buy, you could buy a GTO for ten grand back when this commercial was new. This commercial. Enjoy history and live to enjoy the future. Drive soberly. WLGY St. Petersburg, WLGY FM, Tampa, St. Petersburg. 
Hey, Mr. Natural, what's on your mind? Just contemplating as to what does a good boutique consist of. Ooh, loud music, fancy colors, sales freaks, a heavy atmosphere, out-of-state chicks, jeans, skinny tops, overalls, posters, accessories, ow, wow. No, Flaky, again, you've got it all wrong. It's a place where, what did you call them? Sales freaks play only one role. They care about you. They care about you. They don't laugh at your fogged up mind or take themselves too seriously. They take the time to help you find the right clothes for you. Basically, they have a strong interest in clothes which motivates them to search from New York to California to give you a new approach to clothes. In essence, to make your next clothing trip fun and happy. Ooh, wow, out of sight. Where do I dig this dynamite groovy scene, man? Blinky, listen, here's the word. <laughs> this scenario presented by Ron, Randy, and Tom, owners of The Real Place, Gateway Mall, St. Petersburg. <laughs> oh, wow. And here's a little bit for you people from Southeast Florida. Southeast Florida, you Miami? Keeps on trucking. Was that a radio station down there? Is that what yeah, that was that's one called? of the first Q stations. That was, be... That's from December of 72. Well, courtesy of our friend here, Alan, you got some pretty cool stuff. He's managed to save all these years. Yeah, don't throw nothing away. You've seen my garage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, so having said that, let's see. What else? Back well, to the cars again. Back to the cars. Yeah. Well, you know, well, all right. So what do you think? What do you think is a good buy right now? I think like, uh, well, you have a Volvo. Yeah, Volvo 1800s. They're not, uh, you know, not any stretch of imagination quick, but they'll do 100, 510 miles an hour. But they're good, solid old car. Yeah, they're they're classic. Car. They're coming they look on. neat. Sort of yeah. like a Ferrari 250 on the front if you squint. <laughs> and it's got the small fins because it was designed 5960. Sort of chasing yeah. American cars, but it looks it still looks great. It's a fifty year old design, and the guy designed it still alive. I'm not going to try to say his name because it's Swedish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, their their engines like um, Irv Gordon. He went three million miles on his car, and it went two million miles on one engine rebuild on the second rebuild. They never had the head off the whole time. Wow. Yeah. Hey, by the way, while I was out in Scottsdale, the 2015 Mustang was there, and I got to yeah. tell you, this time it it looks it has a little Aston Martin look to it in the back. Very European looking on the inside. There, the Fusion front end, Ford Mustang front end needs a little bit of work, but our friends up at Classic Design Concepts has already got that in the works. They're picking up, they're making a new retro front end for that car. And uh, so that was a pretty cool piece. The convertible was there. They did a very nice job. The car flows well, looks good. It's probably the most evolved Mustang I've seen, you know, of the contemporary Mustangs, independent rear suspension. Right. Cool. But hey, let's jump into the old cars again. Uh, Wayne mentioned Tornados. Didn't you have a thing with Tornados a while back? Yeah, I had a 67 Tornado. Okay. And it's a 425, front-wheel driver, of course. And it had a twin-pitch torque converter. When it was in, when, you, when it was idling or full throttle, there was a switch connected to the carb linkage, and it changed the pitch on the veins on the uh, torque converter so it wouldn't load up the engine. When you're idling, it idled real smooth. As soon as you got off that, as soon as you got off that, the torque converter had better power transfer as soon as you got off idle. And then when you nailed it, it made the torque converter loose again so the engine could really spin up. wasn't like a lockup converter, was it? No, no, not at all. They changed the pitch of the veins electrically by really? a solenoid. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. That's that's a, that's almost another subject in its and own. And the cars themselves would do 130. Yeah, and but they had the cool speedometers back in the 60s. Yeah, Remember that? Yeah, the, that, it was a drum type, yeah. That, yeah, that rotating yeah. one. Like an Etzel. Except it went a different direction. Etzel's yeah. went around and around. and uh, Yeah, yeah. Etzel, yeah, it was like, sort of like a flying saucer. Flying, flying saucer. Cool yeah. to ask. So what do we got there, Cedric? We got three minutes left? Uh, yeah. 
We got three more. Okay, something like that. Three, two minutes. Okay, but anyway, all right. So, what else do you think, Alan? Should be uh, should our listeners that are car guys, what should they be looking for? What's your, what's on the radar? Okay, if you don't care about big horsepower, you just like something to cruise that looks good. Yeah, like a Ferrari three hundred eight. Well, you know, okay. Okay, well, they got a good design, okay? Let's call it a Fiat. Let's call it what it okay, is. It's a Fiat, okay? It's a Fiat. Anything <laughs> a very expensive built, Fiat. Anything built mid-69 after that's a Fiat. That's true. That's I'm sure true. people are going to disagree with me. Yeah. You know, because you can even buy a, Especially a, the guy that's paid 300000 for his 458. He's not happy about yeah. that. Or, or the, even the... Um, Daytona Fiat they built because they built some of those. After June. Yeah, yeah, but they were in the pipeline. Well, Enzo still owned it. And what we're saying okay. basically is anything that was built once Enzo sold out the Fiat, yeah, is what we call a Enzo Ferrari, a real Enzo built design yeah. pipeline Ferrari. Versus when Fiat took over and they kind of went along yeah. the lines of a Fiat. well, they built ten thousand three hundred eight three twenty eights. And that all many model, of those ten thousand of them, which okay. means so you don't if you got a. 250 GTE and you need a wheel bearing. You know, you go to the machine shop, you need a wheel bearing for the um, 308. You go, you go to the parts store. Yeah, you go to the Fiat <laughs> dealer, yeah. But, but, but even the, um, if you had a 330, four liter, yeah. and you need an exhaust valve, you get one for a 308, they fit. Okay, well, yeah, I think okay, we just, we're done. We're done? No, not really. We got, okay. Is that music in the background? That's music. Okay, hey, yeah. well, anyway, I want to thank Alan for singing in with us, bringing his cool stuff, his nostalgic radio stuff. Cedric, thanks for hanging out with us as usual, obviously, pushing buttons and do all the production stuff you do out there. I want to thank my guest, Wayne Carini. Don't forget, got all these auctions going on. Actually, one, make them. All, all the other stuff's going on. Be sure to check out our website, our events page. Oh, yeah, our website, golfstreammotorsports.com. Oh. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Races this weekend, Cavalino this weekend, Mar-a-Lago this weekend, just uh, day 224-hour race this weekend, uh, just a lot of stuff. But anyway, hey, stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we'll see you at some of these really cool events, right, Alan? And next week, anyway. And next week. Oh, yeah, be sure to tune in next week. Tell your friends. Next Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Tell your friends and even people you don't like. Wednesdays, yeah, everybody. And the Artie Fletcher Show will be in a rerun mode this evening, right after the Nostalgic Radio Car Show, because... Artie's at the Eddie Money concert. Take care, everybody. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you ten dollars if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you junk cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You junk cracker.